Access to the skies. It's time for Space Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Spaceman. David Britton. G'day, g'day. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Not, yeah. Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, actually, I'm going to slide in there with a not too bad also. I'm not going <laughs> to overdo it. Um, obviously, a little bit out of whack because it's kind of a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, well, same again next week. I get real suspicious of short weeks for some reason. I don't know why. But also, it was a massive moon the other day, which weirded me out. Nobody told me about. Nothing worse than seeing a full moon last minute, and then you realize that all your actions are <laughs> not your fault. It explains everything you <laughs> yeah, did wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> totally does. It can explain the whole day sometimes when you see the moon. <laughs> What is going on in the sky? Um, right, well, there's a whole bunch of planets that have been discovered around other stars, a number, quite a few thousand of them. Hmm. And uh, some stars have multiple planets, um, like our sun. Um, we, we've got eight full-size planets. Um, we haven't found a star yet with quite that number, but considering how far away stars and planets are, um, it's, it's a wonder they discover any. But anyway, what they've found is uh, a star that has six planets, and five of them sort of go around, not together, but in um, a speed that sort of has a ratio with each of the others. So let, let me explain it this way. Imagine all the planets around the star are lined up. Mm-hmm. and you sort of set them going. Um, as they orbit the star, the planets closer and go faster, so they make more orbits in the time that the one that's furthest from the star takes to make one orbit. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with our planets in our solar system, of course. Uh, but in this case, there's a set ratio between them. So... Um, Every, as they go around, if you keep on watching, eventually they'll line up again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in our solar system. Um, there's a, one other star that I've found uh, that, that does this. Um, but the difference with this one um, is that where you expect the planets to start off sort of rocky and then become gaseous like our solar system, you've got the four rocky planets, then Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune are these larger gaseous ones. This system, they're all mixed up. So you'd have a terrestrial planet like the Earth right next to a fluffy planet that's like Neptune. Um, And yet, of course, the actual orbits keep to this uh, ratio. Um, Yeah, so it's it's a a fascinating... um, system that, that they've found. Um, um, to give the numbers, um, the the second closest planet to the star, in every 18 orbits it makes, the next one makes nine, the next one six, the next one four, and the next one three. So the furthest one takes three orbits for every 18 for the, the one furthest in. The, the closest planet to the star doesn't match this pattern. It's close, but not close enough to say that it's in this resonant uh, frame of reference. So, but what they think is that um, at one stage, um, 
when the, the solar system there was forming, it probably was part of the this resonant chain of planets. They all um, affected each other this way. Um, but the being close to the, the its star, um, the gravity of the star has pulled it a bit wonky, and so it doesn't fit um, with the resonances of the others. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll, that article will be up on the on the um, Space Dart website. Uh, later, people can uh, check out the details there. Okay. Now, David, what else is is uh, happening in space news? I uh, have seen that the new president of America has um, chucked a moon rock into the office. Space. Yeah, he's, he's the second to, to have one. The, the first was Bill Clinton on the 30th anniversary of the first moon landing. Um, 1999, the 30th anniversary, Clinton um, uh, was given a moon rock, not, not to keep, but to have in the White House, and that not to keep. left the Oval Office when he left. Um, so that Biden is, is the second. Wait. Um, so Sorry, David, I'm a bit confused. Uh, so Bill Clinton had a space rock that he that w- was on loan, and then when he left, he took it with him? No, no, he, he went back to NASA. Okay, carry on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Clinton shenanigans. <laughs> no, no, no. Pre- presidents aren't, well, not meant to have gifts or anything like that. So, no, no, there was... Um, on, on loan while he was the president. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this will happen the same with, with, with Joe Biden. But it's just interesting that uh, they're both um, Democrats and none of the Republican presidents have, have bothered. But I think it's pretty cool to have you know a rock sitting in your office that's 3.9 billion years old and it came from the moon. Especially if you're planning the next Star Wars, basically. <laughs> well, I think more just more to give uh, inspiration for... Um, the Americans going back to the moon. I think it's probably right on. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a decent size as well. It's about four hundred grams, isn't it? So it's a decent rock. Yeah, it's about a third of a kilogram. Yeah, mm. three hundred thirty-three grams. Yeah, so it's it's, um, it's pretty good. It's all in, in, encased in a, a with a clamp and in glass case and so on. Um, so uh, people don't sort luck. of cough COVID all over mm. or anything. Did uh, when the astronauts first retreat was it retrieved by man, like by hand with like a pick, or was it done with a little robot that dug up this particular rock? All, all the moon rocks uh, from the Apollo astronauts um, were picked up with sort of tongs or spades, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they went straight into receptacles so that they. They tried to keep, you know, gloves and spacesuits and anything else away from the rocks to keep them as pristine as possible. Okay. Now, uh, Insight Mole to stop drilling on Mars. Yeah, this is a, a, a spacecraft that's been on Mars for a, a while, and it has a, a drill. And they called the mole. They wanted to drill down three metres and um, put a, an instrument there to measure um, vibrations and so on. But they've had trouble right from the beginning. It, it just hasn't worked the way um, it did when they tested it um, back here on Earth. Um, it kept on jamming. Uh, the oh. friction of the margin soil uh, just uh, jammed it up. It sounds like a job for Bruce Willis and his crew, his misfit crew <laughs> of, of friends. Well, I think anyone who went there could probably figure out a way of fixing it but of course there he's is a driller I'm not a spaceman I'm a driller god damn it <laughs> yeah so but they, they've just made the, the decision that they have to abandon 
Yeah, Tibbs, I've only got a few centimetres down. They haven't even made like one metre, so... Are they Just, using, is it like classic core drilling, like with water and a, um, a metal thing with like diamond tip blade on it? Well, water's not going to work there because it'll just um, turn into gas. So liquid water oh, I see. doesn't exist on the surface of Mars. There's, there's not enough air pressure. Interesting. No, it's just like it does. Ha like the last time they tried, it made 500 hammer strokes. Um, so they give it instructions to do certain things, and so it did these hammer strokes. And they have a scoop that um, they could sort of scrape soil away and and so on, but. It, it didn't uh, budge, so yes, yeah, back back to square one with um, okay. trying to figure out this uh, margin soil. Mars is just too too tough. <laughs> well, it's just different, yeah. Mm. Just the way. I mean, on Earth, I guess uh, you know, grains of sand and soil and so on, they've been weathered and, and moved by um, air and water and so on. Whereas on Mars, there may have been um, a certain amount of that, depending on where they've landed. Um, but there hasn't been any of that for billions of years. It's just sat there. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't sort of behave uh, in, the, in the way that uh, it's, it's expected from the, the test they did on Earth. So. Yeah, but if you can't use a cooling agent on the blade, I wonder what they could use potentially. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, I mean, problem. it's pretty cool on Mars. I, I don't oh, think not when the drill's drilling. The problem. The, I think the drill will get quite hot, though, when it's drilling. No? Yeah, I don't think that was a problem. It, okay. it was simply the, the friction. They couldn't overcome the problems with friction um, between the, the, the drill and the surrounding material. That's normally what the water does. Yeah. Okay, what's SpaceX rocket record eighth flight up to? Well, the, the big thing about SpaceX, that I've said right from the beginning, was to become as reusable as possible. Uh, so instead of sending a rocket up with a satellite at the end and only the satellites survive everything else either crashing into the sea or burning up. Um, SpaceX, their rockets right from the beginning were designed to come back and land again. I mean, they had a, um, a few failures, but um, they've been nailing it more and more. And the, the most recent launch, um, the rocket that uh, took those satellites up, it was the eighth flight for that rocket. And so it went up and then detached from the second stage the second stage carries on into orbit the the first stage came back and it landed on a ship that was out in the atlantic ocean and they, they brought it back to to land so it's done eight separate launches um that's a record so the whole point is to save money be much more efficient with um the whole uh, process and they, they, they're doing extremely well that's a fairly precise uh, operation to know where a rocket is going to land. Is it coming down with a parachute on it or has it got wings? No, it has uh, these sort of blades up the top that slow it down a certain amount and, and keep the top of the rocket in the right, pointing the right way and then it relights its rocket engine mm. to slow down and it lands uh, with the rocket motors firing. So it goes up and then comes back and lands the way it took off. Um, Trippy. Why would they do this on over the sea rather than on the land? It depends on the type of launch. For a higher orbit, um, the rocket has to go further to get a higher speed to send mm. the uh, payload into a higher orbit. So when it comes back down, it doesn't have enough fuel to get all the way back to land. 
so it lands on this um, huge barge, the mm -hmm. ship out at sea. If it's a lower orbit, um, the rocket will come down and it lands where it took off on, on land at, um, in, in Florida. So it's, it, it depends on the, the height of the orbit that the rocket is sending the payload to. Okay. Wow. Holy yeah. smokes. Now, uh, what's happening at the Stardome? Obviously, Valentine's Day is coming up. Is that a sort of special thing with uh, the night sky? Any any link there? I got you a bit of the moon, babe, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not, not quite that. That would be nice, though, wouldn't it? It would be pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, but you could just bullshit that, too. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that Good up Good luck to, with that relationship, you. though, yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's uh, three um, shows that that are on, because um, on the on the fourteenth, six o'clock, seven thirty, and nine. Um, it's called Written in the Stars. So you go and see a, um, a show in the planetarium, uh, learning about uh, romance and the various stories in some of the constellations. Uh, so it's a double pass uh, for each ticket. Um, get a couple of ice creams, um, mm. and there's also an option to purchase an Adopt-A-Star gift pack. And this option is um, special price, half price. So these are normally $65. Um, so this Adopt-A-Star gift pack is um, half that, um, just for uh, Valentine's night. So uh, quite a romantic and unforgettable gesture. Um, How much cashing do you guys allow in the uh, Stardome? Is that, do you kind of, after a while, you're like, come on, guys, just watch the Stardome show, please? So, so what was the beginning of that? I've got no idea. How much what? Pashing is allowed. How much pashing is allowed at the Stardome? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I think common sense would probably prevail there. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's no cameras recording what people are up to, I guess. Okay, good, start, good to know. But yeah. I think a uh, certain amount of decorum is just the same as going to the movies. Don't be I mean, noisy. Don't, what do you get don't up be to noisy when you go passion. to the movies? I go alone, so just music kissing myself. <laughs> I don't like going oh, well, to movies with other that. people. I'd probably go to the Stardome by myself also. It's a... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one difference this uh, time, um, it's an uh, alcohol-free event, so... Um, at Stardome, um, all um, events are alcohol-free um, from now on. Okay, doc. Ever, yeah. ever since the incident, kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, get into that. I mean, to, to get the Adopt a Star, you need to um, have already um, booked your tickets, uh, and then just go to the website, and it gives the explanation directions on what you need to do to um, claim the 50% off the Adopt a Star offer. Um, if you go to the website, stardome.org.nz, um, and uh, uh, follow the instructions uh, in the page about the Written in the Stars shows, um, it'll, it'll get you to where you need to go. Somebody just saying here you can steal the stars and place a little twinkle in her eyes. Very nice. <laughs> a twinkle, yes. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, star I guess. That's right, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to the website, I mean, go to the... Um, Based our webpage, which is on the astronomy tab. I mean, the articles, uh, the, the stories I've been talking about, they're up on there, but also the stories I can't talk about because I don't have time. I can't mention everything. For instance, there's an, uh, an article about bumblebee gravity. Mm. Uh, there's one about a venomous spider star and, and things like that. So have a look at the other articles that are up there as well as what I talk about on the show. Fantastic. Thank you very much, David. Always a pleasure, mate. And... Uh 
you know, everyone keep an eye on what's going on at the Stardome. Definitely a Valentine's Day would be uh, quite special. And enjoy your Valentine's night too. We'll do, we'll do. I think, uh, I'm not sure if I've got a Valentine just Maybe yet, Maybe some guys. Tom Jones, so. Barry White, who knows. <laughs> Catch you later. See you, mate. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.